I'm going to tell you some things this morning that's kind of scary, okay? Uh, so, but you need to be made aware of them. Mike brought up the, the word deception, and he hooked that to Mormonism. I'm going to hook it to another M word called Mohammedism. Okay? And so I want you to understand that what I'm going to be sharing with you this morning is very scary. But I also want you to understand who you are in Christ. If you have your Bible, open it to the first chapter of Revelation. First chapter of a revelation. And after I read this, Freddie, I'll ask you to cut these lights off right above me, if you would, please, sir. Um, I want you to look there at the fifth verse, the fifth verse, fifth and sixth verse of Revelation chapter 1. What does it say? Are you there? If you're there, say amen. amen. Okay. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Just let that sink in a minute. And hath made us kings. Hath? Do you know what hath is? That's past tense. You're already a king. And priest unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I want you to understand that no matter what I say this morning, Jesus is in control. Okay? He's in control. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And of that, there is no doubt. He is the only one that has defeated death. Let me ask you a question. Do you know where Buddha is buried? In the ground. Yeah, that's right. Somewhere near Beijing. We don't know maybe exactly, but somewhere near Beijing, China, Buddha's body is dirt. Somewhere in Mecca, Muhammad's body is dirt. Our Savior don't have no grave. He lives. He rules. He reigns. And I don't want you to forget that. But today, I need to share with you something that is extremely deceptive. Some of us remember the communist threat and the Cold War that our nation came through. The reason our nation came through it is because we had a president that finally saw that detente, in other words, you do what you want to do and I'll do what I want to do, didn't work. He called it what it was. He said, it's an evil empire and we're going to break it. Where is Soviet communism now? 
the wall's down, and the Soviet Union is dissolved. Is all their ideology dissolved? Maybe not necessarily so, but most of it is ineffective. Hello? Now we are faced with another similar threat. Freddie, would you shut those off, please? I put this up here so you could see it written down. Sharia is the way you say that, is America's threat. And it's all of Islam's goal to implement Sharia around the world. Okay? Next one, please. Who says so? Says who? Well, let's look at the list here. U.S. Army Lieutenant General Jerry Borkin, former Deputy Undersecretary of Defense, Lieutenant General Harry Soyster, former Director of Defense, John Guandalo, former counterterrorism FBI, Ambassador Henry Cooper, ambassador to, the, to uh, most of the Middle East, Stephen C. Colin, Esquire, a lawyer, senior consulate to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. These people know what they're talking about. They've been there, done that. This is not something I'm making up. You need to know this. What is Sharia? The Arabic word for Sharia literally means a straight path or an endless supply of water. That's what it, quote, literally means. But it's not how it's used now. It is the term to use to describe a lifestyle directed by Allah. It means the do's and don'ts of Islam. That's what it means. It's like Americanism. Do you know what I mean when I say Americanism? What do you think about? Freedom, free enterprise, the ability to do what you want. Yeah, Declaration of Independence, those kinds of things. Sharia is almost the direct opposite of that. Sharia is a complete way of life and not just to radical Islamists, but to every Islamist. Hello. And they're supposed to operate in that cradle to grave. Next one, please. What is Sharia? Next one, please. Uh, John Adams, our second president, had this to say about Islam and Sharia. Y'all didn't realize that our nation was nearly thwarted by the Muslims many, many years ago. The trade routes went by North Africa. You ever heard the Marine hymn? From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Guess where those places are? In Muslim land. Because they were pirates coming out and attacking our ships, taking our goods. John Q. Adams, this is what he had to say about that. He's one of our founders. He said, Muhammad declared undistinguishing and exterminating war as a part of his religion against the rest of mankind. The precept of the Quran is perpetual war against all who deny that Muhammad is the prophet of God. Not against 
just a few, but against the rest of mankind. They don't want to hug you. They want to kill you. The vanquished may purchase their lives if the Muslim overlords choose to let you purchase your lives and those of your family. Next, please. This appeals to the natural hatred of the Muslim towards the infidels, that's us, is in just accordance with the precepts of the Koran. The document does not attempt to disguise it, that enmity of those whom it styles infidels. The term peaceful Muslim is an oxymoron. There is no such. Where does Sharia come from? Sharia comes from the Quran. Go ahead. Yeah, it's jumping on me. Uh, Lance, will it go back? Can you go back to that other one just for a second, please? Well, Sharia basically comes from the Quran. That's where it comes from. And it, it comes from that and the Hadiths. The Hadiths are the sayings and actions of Muhammad. Okay, who is unjust? Uh, will it not go to that one in the middle there? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I tell you who's unjust, Christians and Jews. Okay? Jews are considered apes. Christians are considered swine. Both are very unclean to that population. Who wants Sharia? Will it not pull those up? Okay. Yeah, there we go. Al-Qaeda. Hit it again. Hezbollah. Hamas. Uh, Hijib Yatar. Forces of the Islamic Republic of Iran. And every Muslim that believes the Koran. Folks, it's time to wake up. Did you know that Sharia law has been tried to be voted in in Dearborn, Michigan? It's time to wake up. Demnitude is part of Sharia. Sharia, like I say, is the overall encompassing law of Muslims. Now, let me give you an example of that by demnitude. Okay, what is demnitude? I'm going to try to illustrate it this way. You are less than Muslim members of society. You are a lower life form. Okay? You pay taxes that Muslims do not pay. You and your family are subjugated. Now, hold on just a minute. Let me explain what I mean by that. It means if I'm a Muslim man and your daughter does something I don't like, I slap her winding. And I take a stick to her and beat her till she's nearly to death. And they, you better not do nothing about it. Or I'll do, I'll do worse to you. Under demnitude, you must bow to Muslims and yield to them. That sounds like America, huh? 
Who have you bowed to lately? Other than Jesus, you don't have to bow to anybody. Once you're conquered, you must pay for your life and those of your family members by tribute to caliphate. If you will not convert, you die. Real simple. This is Sharia and part of demnitude. You may not live in the same neighborhood with Muslims. Okay? Demnitude is part of Sharia. You must never question Sharia or Islam. If you even ask a question, here's your treatment. As an unbeliever, you are stretched out in a public place and they're, they're taking a stick the size of your thumb. They take your thumb. They find a stick that size and you're beaten 50 times because you asked a question. Demnitude is one of the main tenets of Sharia. You don't have any right to ask any questions or say anything about it. Every Muslim society since the 7th century has imposed it on the conquered by force. Look it up if you don't believe it. Look at what happened, what's happened in the Middle East. Look at what's happened in Turkey. It's currently happening in Turkey. What's currently happening in Egypt. Wake up. It's time to wake up. This is made explicitly clear in Sharia and to those conquered by its, its adherents, the people that believe in Sharia. It's the abject reality that permission to continue living rests completely in the hands of the Muslim overlords whose slightest displeasure could result in the withdrawal of that permission at any moment. They don't like the way your wife looked as she passed by the grocery store. She's done. And because she had your kids with her, they're done. Caliphate is Islamic rule of state. That's their ultimate goal. What it's called in this country is sedition and treason. What is our highest law of the land? According to the sixth article of the U.S. Constitution, the Constitution is the highest law of our land. It talks about a total different life, complete freedom. This is what they're wanting to replace it with. Total Islamic rule over every aspect of society. Uh, intolerance of any other religion, especially Jews and Christians. Ruled by the elite group of Muslim leaders 
imposition and sedition of all other laws. Making Sharia the highest law of the land. This is what's trying to be imposed upon our nation right now. Okay. Next one. Why should it concern you? The United States was founded on Christian principles. Mutual tolerance is part of us. In other words, if you want to be a, a, a... a Catholic or a Mormon or whatever. I don't come over to your house wanting to kill you. I hope and pray for you someday that you'll be converted to Jesus Christ so that you may have life. Not this. Sharia has no tolerance for any but its own. What's happening right now is truth as supported by facts, history, and logic, has been vanquished by politically correct efforts in the USA to hide Islamic supremacism. What I'm trying to tell you is they have this thing they call taqi. Taqi is you will say or do anything for the advancement of the Islamic faith. Lie, cheat, steal... Kill, do whatever it takes. So a promise, a sworn statement, a false conversion to another religion, they're all acceptable. This is also going on in our country right now. Making a judgment, no matter how discerning it is, is now tarred as prejudice, a neo or a basic barbarous act. In other words, if you stand up in public and call this stuff what it is, they think you're a barbarian. You're the hated. You're the hate person. See? They're taking our own laws and twisting it on us. It's time for this foolishness to stop. Why should this concern me? People who are in charge of U.S. security are being duped by political correctness and by government agency policy that will not allow true assessment of the threat of Sharia to the USA. Here's what's going on. When they have trainings for our security personnel... They cannot call them Islamic jihadists. Remember that crazy guy that shot those 13, 14 people down at Fort Hood? He's on trial right now. He's in a wheelchair because somebody popped him. Thank God. But he's on trial right now. But do you know what the official stance of the U.S. government is on that? It's not Islamic jihadism, even though he was screaming Allah Akhlabad, which means holy war, for Allah, as he shot and killed these people and maimed many others. They call it workplace violence because that's politically correct. 
Folks, we have to wake up. We can't allow this stuff to keep going on. It disqualifies every Muslim for every possible public service. Because in every possible public service where you're elected to the town council or a soldier or whatever, you are sworn to uphold and protect the Constitution of the United States. Sharia is a direct affront to our Constitution. None of these people can qualify to serve in our military. None of them can qualify to serve in homeland security. None of them can qualify as a representative of the United States. However, there are many that have been sworn in to our Senate and our Congress on a Koran. Why should it concern you? Is a very, very real threat to our way of life. To our freedoms, to our form of government, definitely to our religious freedoms, to the safety and dignity of our families. The Muslim Brotherhood is a sworn enemy, and they're operating within our borders. There are six known Muslim Brotherhood high officials in Homeland Security. Right now. Right now. Right today. That's why I'm telling you. I'm telling you this stuff. I'm not trying to scare you to death with it. You need to know what's going on. What can you do about it? Hold up right there. No one being... I want to get this across to you. They are not here to give you a hug. They didn't come here to make a better life. They came here to conquer you or kill you and your family. I hope that come across as strong as I meant it to. Next, please. This is our first step. There's only two sources. Satan. And God. We know this comes from the pit of hell. What I'm talking about comes directly from the pit of hell. Because there is absolutely no joy to it. Not a drop of it. We got to pray that the Lord will expose them. And understand that no one, no matter how deceptive they are, are a match for Him. And we, if we'll stand up and take our place with Him... They're done. And we need, we need to be doing this. But the problem is the church in America today is hiding with their head in the sand. We've got to stop that. We can't do that any longer. This threat is real and imminent. Okay? What can you do about it? Demand our government leaders put an end to Muslim immigration right now. Now, this country was founded on immigration. We welcome every person who comes here with a heart to make their families better. They, they come here just like our ancestors did for a better life. We welcome every person like that. But these people are not coming here for that. They're coming here to take over. 
Okay. And the, the obvious evidence of that that you have seen most recently is the Boston bombings. That family never tried once to assimilate. They never tried once to learn any English. They never tried once to uh, become a part of society. Their boys went to a public school where they participated in a few things. And then they turned around and tried to kill the very people that had welcomed them. Hello? Are you hearing what I'm saying? This stuff has got to stop. What can you do about it? What can I do about it? First, don't be in fear. Live in the boldness of the new man. Call him out. Have you, have you been to Amarillo lately and seen somebody wearing uh, a burqa? I guarantee you you have. A burqa that's the women's headdress. Or the hajib, they call it. Some of them call it hajib. But it's a burqa is what it's called. Part of that is the dimnitude. You're supposed to give them space. Have you given them space? Have you walked up to them and said, what's that on your head? Why are you wearing that on your head? No, none of us have done it because we're being politically correct. It's time for that foolishness to stop. Know this, that our form of government is based on the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not the other way around. The Lord Jesus Christ is not based on our form of government. It's the other way around. Our freedom comes from Him. It does not come from a government. The government has a freedom because we allow it. The government belongs to you and you and me and this nation. And it's time we took it back. The main thing we got to do is elect leaders who know that. And we haven't done that. We've almost allowed anything to happen. And we can't have that any longer. Now, this threat is very real and very imminent. If you think Boston's the only place they're going to blow people to bits, you got another thought coming. It's coming to a town near you. You can count on it. Now, because we don't stand up and look them in the face and say, what are you doing? They believe we're already operating in demnitude. Don't ask any questions. Because we don't like that. I'm telling you, ask every question. And demand an answer. Because this is where this has come to. Like I say, I'm not trying to put you in fear, but I'm letting you know this stuff is real. And it's coming at, at a high rate of speed. Thank God 
that we think we have some distance from it here in Hereford, Texas. How much distance is there? You been to Amarillo lately? Do you know that there is a large population of Somalians in Dumas who are everyone Muslim? It's not near as far away as you think it is. That's why I'm saying this to you. We as Christians, if we don't stand up and take our place, we won't have a place. Anyway, I want to move on to another subject. And Freddie, would you turn on those lights? And it, it's, it will be very... I want to read you Bobby Connors' The Victory of Valor. Okay? And Fearless Faith. Heaven is declaring, awake, awake. The entire world is poised for swift, radical change. It is the imperative that the church embrace and fully receive a bold anointing. This anointing will aid us in formulating preparations for influencing our culture. We are to be catalysts of extreme changes. We are to function as salt and light in a sin-darkened world. The Spirit of God is calling forth dread champions. This is not a time for passive, non-committed Christianity. We are called to become bold, passionate, and powerful end-time army that confronts compromise and raises the standard even higher. In this season, the Spirit of the Lord is releasing true confidence to stand strong. We are in a time of swift advancement and acceleration. The Spirit of God will set things in order, bringing about divine purpose. A fullness of time moment has come in the spirit realm. Heaven is declaring, awake, awake. It is time for advancement. Heaven's host stands ready to move, aiding all who seek to establish the kingdom in his kingdom. Deeper insight about the throne of God and the God of the throne will be revealed during this time period. The Spirit of the Lord is calling for the Lord's army to arise. Take hold of the kingdom with true spiritual power and force. Remember the Lord stated that forceful saints would take the kingdom of heaven. It is not by might or by human spirits but only by the Spirit of the Lord. The Scripture declares it. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 4.6 If you don't know what the Lord of hosts is, it's the Lord of angel armies. Battles will increase. However, the victories will be overwhelming. The body of Christ will begin to experience awesome breakthroughs in unity and restoration, resulting in displays of grace and power. I'm excited for the fulfillment of Psalm 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, coming down upon the beard, and even Aaron's beard, coming down upon the edge of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. For 
there the Lord commanded the blessing life forever. We must never confuse our abilities with God's anointing. We are mighty, not in our own strength, but in the Lord's power and might. It is only by the power of God's Spirit that we are enabled to overcome the schemes of the enemy. Truly, we are called into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. These are exciting days of conquest and confrontation, of building and battling. We stand at the very threshold of the greatest revival the world has ever seen. The foe is poised, doing all he can to stop this coming move of God. Now is the time for us to stand strong and straight and be counted for righteousness' sake. The Lord has issued an ultimate command. It is unmistakably clear. As followers of Christ, we are to be bold, brave, and extremely courageous. As the scripture declares in the book of Joshua. Now it came about after the death of Moses, that the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness, this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun, will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you. Not only has Almighty God called us to be brave and courageous, but He has also commissioned us for these important days. We need to be prepared for conquest that brings about a swift and sure change. God's plan for His people is the plan of victory, not defeat. We are called and commissioned to be overcomers. Though this may seem intimidating to some, the reality is that deep within the soul of every true Christian beats the heart of an overcomer. The word overcomer suggests a victory after a hard struggle. We are to be strong and willing warriors. Now is the time for the troops of the Lord to volunteer willingly. We are to become history makers and world changers. God has determined the exact time of our birth. Truly, each one of us is in the kingdom for such a time as this. We must never forget that the kingdom is in us for such a time as this. Think about it. We had absolutely nothing to do with the timing of our births. It's God's plan. Looking forward to this day, he determined that he would, that we would be great tools in his hands to fashion the kingdom of God. God has confidence in us. It is him working in us, both to will and do his good pleasure. And as we discover in Luke twelve thirty two, the Father's good pleasure is to give us the power of his kingdom. These are decisive days of destiny when God is calling each of us to arise and take our stand for righteousness. We must respond, allowing the Holy Spirit to empower and equip us for lives filled with overflowing and with divine power and victorious valor. That 
is what I want you to take home from here. You are a victor in Christ. You are to bow to no man. You have been made a king and a priest by the washing of the blood of the Son of God. He has arose and conquered death. And there is nothing that should ever hold you down. That's who you are. And as Americans, you have a free right. Not a a privilege, but a right to exercise that. And I hope you will. I hope you will join me in demanding that our government wake up and pay attention. I hope you will join me in believing that our Lord Jesus is more than enough. And I hope that Christians all over this nation will join hands and realize that who they are in Christ. And if we will do that, the victory is completely ours. And that's what I want you to take home. I don't want you to forget what I told you about the scary stuff. I just want you to be aware of it so you're not deceived. Because our government is telling us things that aren't true. Whether we like that or not, I'm just like Rick Joyner. If they put me in a prison cell, I'll be speaking from there. That they're telling us things that aren't true. And it's time we said stop it. We're not giving our nation away. It's not going away without a fight. So if you want to fight, you better bring one. Because we're not giving it away. And we're not dependent on our strength. Praise God. We're dependent on His strength, which is endless. So I want you to, I want you to take that home. I want you to take it to the throne of God. See what He will have you do with it.